episode three of the Film Sessions podcast with Eddie, Kurt, Martin, and Josh. We're continuing with the Martin Scorsese theme, the last Martin Scorsese episode, and uh, we got a doozy for you today, a very, very good film that won Best Picture at the Oscars. When I was your age, they would say you could become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying to you is this. When facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? The Depatted, coming up next on the Film Sessions Pod. Watching film. The most important thing is film study. Watching film is studying. Damn near 12 guys watching film. At times, I watch a ton of film. I sit there in my bed and go through film all day. Now let's look at some film right here, all right? We're about to watch some film, get in the session. Here we go. Okay, guys. First of all, for anyone uh, who can't tell, I actually uh, I want to apologize. I got some orthodontic work done this week, so if I have a little bit of a lisp, uh, my apologies. I'll try to stay away from my s words. <laughs> That's gonna be tough. Yeah, uh, you know, Scorsese, his, his shoe style in the studio <laughs> is just spectacular. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, rewatching this film, it was the first time I've seen it in a long time, and the thing that jumped out to me the most is that this is really a movie about performances and dialogue you know I, I like you know leo matt we can talk about jack nicholson i don't love his performance in this but just just the, like the there's so many great actors in this movie and some of the scenes when they're talking to each other it, it's just it's really really great dialogue and it's just he captures the boston gangsters sort of underworld so well you know yeah well the plot is driven by you know the conflict between the two mains between matt and leo being the opposite sides of the same coin i didn't know if you guys knew this but it's actually based on a hong kong movie uh called Inter internal affairs that came mm -hmm. out in 2002 uh so it's an adaptation by martin scorsese but yeah i mean the two guys are larger than life and uh they put on a great performance well it's truly like a, a blurring of good and evil because both of them kind of have their moments, right? Or they they try to express their that what side they're part of. Like Matt Damon's character, he's the cop. He's supposed to be the guy upholding the law. But at the same time, you you know the whole time, he, you know he's the rat. But in the end, it, which is interesting, he ends up actually, uh, you know, well, being an actual cop and getting Jack Nicholson, who he finds out is a rat for the FBI. It's just you're right. The whole thing is, well, it, it, it's it's. Basically, I mean that that line in the beginning that I said in the intro. Yeah. That's basically the whole crux of the whole movie, right? Like, mm -hmm. cops and criminals. There's a thin line that separates the two. You there's know? not. There's not one character in the whole film that's not corrupt in some kind of way. None of them are, are straight shooters. Right. I think what it was really interesting is. Um, uh, Costigan, DiCaprio's character, like at the beginning, he's portrayed as like coming from the criminal family, and like um, they really try to kind of hammer him on that. And you know, he was uh, obviously he screwed up. He didn't even finish the police academy. Um, but uh, you guys say you know everyone was corrupt one way. I, I don't think he was probably the only character that wasn't, in my opinion. Like I don't think you know who else wasn't and wasn't a rat who I really felt bad for. A kind of lesser character, the uh, French, uh, mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson's guy. That's why even at the beginning he's says well you're one in 10 million or one in a million and he fixes him one in 10 million because he was like the only guy in the whole movie that was a pretty big character that didn't rat on anyone and just went down with the shit when it went down and didn't try to save his ass at the end you know he died he died a gangster was one of the only ones that did that i agree with you but also i mean like you know when you think about it, leo kind of does do some like he's a criminal in this like he and and the th and, and they even say they're like we could wipe the only two people that know i remember
remember, you know, in one of the scenes when he's talking to um, Keenan and Dignum and Dignum, 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 yeah, and, and they're basically like, "Look, we're the only two guys that know you're a cop. Like, we could wipe you off the face of the earth a and co-op. then a co-op, <laughs> co-op from from <laughs> from the habit. Nobody else knows you're a co-op. <laughs> we'll get into that the Boston accent thing, but you know, yeah, and they and they make that point. You know, like we could wipe your record, and then all of a sudden you're just a foot soldier uh, for you know for Costello, uh, Jack Nicholson's character. So. I think it really explores that really well, the whole, you know, just the line that separates cops and criminals, especially in that era. And, you, uh, you know, I, I also wanted to talk about Boston uh, for a second. I think this movie does a really good job of, like, you know, there's certain films that, um, I, like, they, they make they make the city or the town a part of the movie. And it's a, you feel like it's a character. Like, there's a couple L.A. movies like that, I find. I mean, you know, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. or it's, Like, you feel like it's 90s L.A. Yeah. But a good example of that also is, have you ever seen All the President's Men? It's an old movie about Watergate. It takes place in Washington. And there's just, there's a creepiness and, like, a, a just a sense that, that the, the main characters are always being watched. And I think it's just like Washington is a character in that movie. I feel that way about this movie. This is one of my favorite Boston movies ever made. Would you guys agree? Yeah, 100%. Well, the whole thing you're talking about with the scenery being a, a character or a theme in the movie, you know, when uh, Matt Damon first goes in and buys that new apartment, he buys it for the look at Capitol Hill that he gets at the that, that beautiful building. That's kind right. of his view into uh, like upper class is what he what he essentially essentially wants, and then also like you, there's a theme of like the church being around yeah. and, and influencing everything, you know, and the, and Catholicism is a huge part of the history of Boston, yeah, right? and and the imagery, the the differences between what you see where Leo goes, where it's all kind of grimy and gritty stuff, versus where Matt goes. Even in Leo's first date with the therapist, you know, he takes her to some kind of rundown diner, whereas Matt Damon takes her to this fancy French restaurant mm-hmm. that doesn't have the duck. Yeah, no, uh, and. Uh, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I think they do a great job of using Boston and and the, you, not just be, like the scenery and also just the feel of it. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to ask you guys about about the Boston accent thing because I feel like it's a tough accent to get once you get it. Like if you can do it, like it's awesome. But uh, like, so I'm I'm gonna go on the list and you guys can give me like out of ten, let's say ten the highest, one's the lowest, mm-hmm. and you give me your opinion on these guys' Boston accents in this movie. We'll start with Damon and Wahlberg because I feel like those are the two best. Damon Damon does it the best. I say Wahlberg. Yeah, but it's Wahlberg because he's a Boston yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah I agree. Damon Damon's a close second. Like Wahlberg's ten out of ten for me, and mm-hmm. Damon's like nine nine point five. Like his his accent's awesome. Even Damon, I, even Wahlberg though, I find he goes a little bit more Guinea than 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 Damon does. <laughs> Mark's really going for it. Yeah, in this one. He, like he he's, really throws. You can the tell there's a couple scenes where he's like, "Fuck it, I'm winning an Oscar for yeah. this." <laughs> <laughs> Well, even uh, I like the therapist, uh, the Madeline character. Like her Boston accent, I, I appreciate it. It, w- it wasn't as forced. It's I feel too. exactly. Subtle, yeah. She she would use it, and I feel this is most more genuine. Is she would use it when she needed to really accentuate something. Yeah, when Vera, she wanted to make a point. Vera Farmiga, she's a great actress, yeah. and it's a good performance by her. I don't know if the character is completely needed um in this movie but it's just another connection between the two yeah right yeah the whole movie's about that i'm gonna bring it up again too because in the the one that they're adapting it off the movie internal affairs the love interest is actually one of the main characters she's as important as the other two but then when scorsese went and adapted this movie he kind of stayed away from that kind of romance uh being a big a big theme of the movie it still is you know it's kind of more about the betrayal between between matt damon and leo's character than it is about her being I, an actual i think she's more ne- sorry to interrupt i think she's more needed for leo's character than matt damon's because yeah. i agree leo doesn't talk to anyone other than the cops and other than jack nicholson like that's his only like 
person he can vent to and actually, you know, to tell how he feels. Yeah. And, and, and I like that you brought that up because that's – I was going to bring this up in, in the best scene category, but I guess we'll just get to it now. One of my favorite parts is when he has that – scene with her where he's asking her for a Valium. I'm having panic attacks, all right? The other night I thought I was having a fucking heart attack. I puked in a trash barrel on the way over here. I haven't slept for fucking weeks. Is that true? Yeah, that's true, all right? I said something fucking true. I want some fucking pills and you're gonna what? You're gonna you're gonna close my file? I didn't Is that what you're gonna your do? File. I, I know, I, I know. I thought I was supposed to tell the truth here, you if are. only fucking you here. You are, right? yes, so when a guy okay. comes in here against every, every instinct of, of privacy, of self-reliance that he has, and what do you do? What do you do, honey? You send him off on the street to score smack? Is that what you do? You're fucking ridiculous. Leo's performance in this, let's let's talk about this for a couple seconds. His performance in this is spectacular. I yeah. mean, we we just did Wolf of Wall Street and it just the range and you could see just the range he has. Yeah. Like the thing I love most about this, and Damon to a certain extent, but especially with Leo, just the gradual descent into madness as the movie goes on and he's losing control of everything and like he's like every scene he's just more jumpy and you could see the anxiety in his eyes it's a great performance in, in my opinion well it's really interesting how when we're first introduced to leo he's kind of a guy that's coming from a bad upbringing that's trying to escape his past and the more the movie moves on the more he becomes that guy see i don't see it like that leo's character was did have a bad upbringing on one side of his family but like mark Wahlberg says at the start of the movie he spent his weeks uh in a nice in a nice home with his mother on the lake shore but then he comes in the weekends and that's when he pretends to be a southie boy with his father's family so really he's like double faking his life you know he's this guy who had a nice upbringing went to a nice school but then he has to come on the weekends and fake being Southie. And that's why they end up picking him. Because they're, they're like, you faked being a Southie boy before. Why not do it for us? Mm. And, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I, I really think that Leo carries his film. Yeah, I've said it off the top. I think this is a movie that the strength of it is the dialogue and the and the writing and the performances. It really is. Like, like seeing these guys go at it. There's so many great actors. And the one-on-one conversations that they have. The You know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a really good movie. One of the problems I have about it is it's a little complicated, you know? Like, I mean, I I look at this movie as something that, and I, I mean, I've seen it probably about, that was maybe, I watched it last night, it was maybe the sixth time I've seen this movie. I think it gets better every time you watch it. It does, yeah. Because every, like, the first time I remember watching it when it came out in, I think, 06 or 07, mm-hmm. um... It's just, it was just kind of like it's so much. You're like, yeah, what just happened? The way that there's a there's a corruption to everybody. Your first time going in cold, you're like, oh, this guy's this guy's also working for somebody else. This guy's a rat. Mm-hmm. This guy's a rat. This guy's a rat. The the queen and thing can kind of go over your head the first time you see it, uh, you, and you just can't figure out who's who's working for who. But you're right, Eddie. The more you watch it, uh, the the better it is. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that goes over your head, and I I I found watching it again for the first time in a while, like I was picking up on way more stuff than I had previously. It, it it really is a it's a great movie. Even now, when I rewatched it, like you said, I I probably seen it ten times. Uh, but when you look at the Queen in uh, conversations, especially in that first uh, meeting when they're the guys are there uh, and they're trying to catch them when they are doing the deal with the Chinese guys, and he Queen in goes over and he catches Matt Damon on the phone, uh, and you don't really realize it, but at that time, Queen in is also in with Matt Damon on on being corrupt. Yeah, no, like I'm not making another point on top but absolutely like when he's talking to his dad yeah how it's his dad when he calls every time like if queenan was actually a real cop he would have came over and been like what what's going on here but when you watch it again you're like oh he he knows what's happening and and interesting you say that because i kind of have that as a nitpick like i mean it, it, it's it's a uh it's a 
it's a police force that is clearly been infiltrated. They're all aware that there's rats everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you have Matt Damon on the phone talking to his dad like yeah. five times a day. Like, you, like <laughs> It just happens to hey, be. Hey, yeah. dad, I'm going to yeah. be late again. Late it's for like, supper, you know. Nobody yeah. would look at that and be like, what the fuck is or, that guy doing? Or even that moment where uh, Damon goes in to interrogate one of, the, one of Jack's guys that's oh, been right. brought in. He says, call your mother. Yeah. Tell her you yeah. Well, no, but, but he turns off the mic in the camera. He, yeah. He, you know, he, he, he Fugazi's uh, Anthony. That was Fugazi, Pixie does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- that was one of my favorite scenes. I thought that was, per- like, that was an amazing scene. That was so perfect. Let's talk about Jack Nicholson for a couple seconds here. Okay. What do we think about his performance? Because I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious I, what you guys think first. I love Jack Nicholson in this movie, and I think he's scary, and he's very frightening, and he's very much a, a big, powerful force. I don't think that he kind of goes for it as far as putting a character on as the rest of the guys do, uh, but he's frightening, and that's what I'll say, and he's kind of perfect for the role in that way. I totally agree with the frightening aspect. I just feel that's what makes the end kind of disappointing for me. Is when you find out he's some FBI informant. He's been kind of working informant. He's an informant. Well, uh, like he's been working both sides this whole time. It kind of, I don't know, takes away from his fear or you know his reputation in my yeah. part. I actually loved him. I thought as great as Leo was, I I loved him the most. I know Eddie won't agree with me, Interesting. but Interesting. I, I you know what he didn't. Tr- I, that was a good point Josh made. He didn't try to put on a character as much. His character was just scary. Like, yeah. it was frightening and intimidating. He didn't... The box, Boston accent kind of just wasn't there. It's yeah, almost he, like he, he didn't care. He, just didn't he wasn't even, trying. Yeah. Which and, is okay. Like, you know, I feel like that character didn't really need it since yeah. he's so Irish and, like, he has so much, I guess, Irish qualities um, about him. Like, you know, I guess, stereotypically speaking, like, he's scary, you know, stuff like that. Um, A scene that I love that kind of explains what the character is about is kind of right at the start of the movie when they shoot the two uh, Providence people in the back of the head and he shoots her in the back of the head and he goes, huh, she fell for Yeah, yeah. So evil and like... You gotta go see somebody, No conscience, yeah. Yeah. Or the the scene when he meets Matt Damon as a kid. Oh, that's a good scene too. And he walks into the diner and first he's hitting on the diner, uh, the owner's uh, daughter. He's and like then he 12, sees the kid, the and it's just how <laughs> it's just how yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, it's just how you geez. recruit in the mafia or that type of thing, right? He meets yeah. this kid. Hey, get you some loaves of bread, some milk. Here's a comic book, that I, type of shit. I thought the writing on Jack Nicholson's character was amazing, and you know, rightfully so. This movie won an Oscar for 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 its writing. I, I remember looking it up. I, I thought it was one of the best written movies. Um, it's not, I'd say, one of the best movies in my opinion overall. But when it just comes to the writing, and like I think Eddie said at the beginning, the dialogue in certain scenes is just like electric. It's it, so it, good. It does pop. I mean, I'm not a fan of. I love Jack Nicholson uh, in general i'm not a huge fan of this performance i just think he's kind of mailing it in a bit um you know going back to the accent thing like i agree like i think leo is it's okay i would give it like a seven yeah jack isn't even trying at least leo's trying yeah but it, it i mean and with leo he's so brilliant that it doesn't even matter i, I just I, I don't know something about jackson jack's performance in this is a little bit like mailing it in he kind of he kind of just plays jack nicholson and exactly I mean, a lot of the time he is just playing jack in most movies you see him and he's kind of just playing jack nicholson and you know a lot of people are like that you know i mean like it's it's you know whenever it's a tom hanks movie right it's like it's oh yeah. it's tom hanks stranded on an island and, and when he tries to do something else it ends up being bad right yeah so there are certain actors like that and he's such a legend that he can get away with that but i don't know not my favorite part there, of this movie there's moments where his acting are incredible too like the scene where he walks in and uh, leo's sitting down at the bar and he's trying to figure out who the rat is and he does the face the rat face and he's like 
<laughs> yeah, rats. rats. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally Cheese agree. Eating bastards. And jumping off of that, there's some great quotables in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are some great lines. Like Wahlberg has one. Where he's talking to Baldwin. <laughs> How are you? I'm tired for fucking your wife. Oh yeah, how's your mother? Tired for fucking my father. father. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Um, I love Baldwin's character too. I do too. I do too. I do so too. Funny. Go, man. Talk about Baldwin. You got to get married, man. You know, uh, let's uh, let's the women know you got a nice job. You're not a homo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he's good in this, and you know his accent. At least he's trying. His accent's not. It's it's a little broken, but you know the yeah. Boston thing is hard. You got to go for it, man. Yeah. Um, couple other funny quotes that I have written down here. Firemen getting pussy for the first time since fires or pussy. <laughs> Firemen getting pussy for the first time in the history of fire or pussy. That's really good. Um... <laughs> I missed that one. That was, that's it's incredible. Like right, it's it's right, like right in the beginning, the beginning when, uh, when, you when know, they're playing they the rugby, the rugby yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I missed that, though. Oh, man. Uh, they're, they're, oh. Yeah, the the fu- the fucking your wife one is is probably the other good one. Uh, Wahlberg's got a, a a lot of great lines. Like I said earlier, he's kind of going for it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of his performance in this? Yeah, I, I love Wahlberg. The, the, I do too. The, the only thing I kind of like, there's every time he interacts with Leo, he ends up really accosting him at the very start of the interaction, and then by the end, he's he's on his side again. He's letting him know that he's still, you know, you're you're still one of us. But I'm gonna give you a hard time because I'm a bastard. I kind of thought that was a little bit of a cliche. The um, Martin Sheen and Wahlberg character yeah. is like a good cop, bad cop, like really, really classic. But I thought it worked like really well. Like um, Wahlberg did an amazing job and he he was almost over the top a little bit with that Boston stuff a yeah. little bit but I thought if it suited the character a bit well like the guy he was playing was an animated over the top guy while Martin Sheen was you know the old cop the the the, the captain and you know the reserved and quiet guy so I, I I really liked them when they were together and I thought both of them were great especially especially Wahlberg what Wahlberg signifies for me is just you know the actual heart of the Boston Police Department he ends up being the hero in the end he kind of signifies what the police are all about and he's the only one who's kind of like very much pure police okay I, I just want to go back to that quickly because the ending with the very end when he kills Matt Damon that's the only pr- I still don't know exactly what Wahlberg's like motivations are. Like well, he found he, out he was the rat. I know, but is he is he a, is he like a gangster as well? Yeah. Is he undercover? Like that's the thing. If it's he a just, little unclear. If he just found out he was a rat, why kill him? I mean, he's a police officer. He could he could yeah. Because basically, Matt Damon. It, it, well, he, he got Matt like, Damon gets away with everything, and you think, wow, he kind of. You know he he Fugazi this whole situation, um, and then and then you know, obviously he gets his comeuppance in the very end. But like that's the only thing. Like and Wahlberg disappears from the movie completely, yeah. and then he just comes back. It's it, I I mean I guess I see the point. It's a little like it's up for interpretation why he does that, but it's it's always confused me. And I, I, I I really didn't like that part. I, really? I, the ending I I didn't like. I thought the ending was cheap. Like that part. Like he just comes and he he smokes him. He kills him right there and end of the movie kind of thing. Like I. I, I wasn't a fan of that, but what I interpreted from that is that I, I, I the way I understood it, Wahlberg got um, 
leave of absence but you know they wasn't sure that he was ever coming back to the police force so he's not a cop at the moment that he kills him and you know he hates this guy throughout the movie like yeah. he hates his that's guts true. that's true and like he, he just found out he's a rat he found out i think maybe even part of it i feel like Wahlberg really maybe connected to uh, dicaprio's character like even though he was shitting on him for most of the movie i feel like by the end he really liked him because you know he was actually on their side and he did an amazing job for them and then when he realized that you know dicaprio got killed and surprise surprise everybody got killed in that scene except matt damon well he said like fuck it i'm, I'm gonna kill him you well, know what I, I mean interesting and i think queen and and marky mark were close you don't see it but they're always together right i think there was a close relationship there so when he went on leave, oh yeah when yeah. he went on yeah. leave after queen's death i think that was his personal mission he's like i'm gonna find out who the rat is and i'm gonna kill and him, then yeah. The only thing that makes me think maybe he is a, a gangster at the end is he's wearing a full Adidas tracksuit. So tracksuit to me, I'm like he's a gangster maybe. But uh, I I never quite okay, and and it, and I that's the thing is it's so flip floppy. You never know who's on which side the whole movie. So I've still that whole for, thing for me the all the ending signifies is like the theme of the movie is you know they're all gonna play hard and play fast and they're gonna live on the edge. But the thing is, I mean, you do that for long enough, it's gonna come get you eventually. So nobody gets away with it. Matt Damon uh, is the same thing. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the ending is certainly controversial. I, I, I think the last 40 minutes of this movie in general are just, like, fantastic. Yeah. Starting with uh, uh, Keenan's death, or Queenan, Queenan's death, and yeah. then pretty much everything, all the That's way up the to... That's the catalyst. Yeah. As soon as Queenan dies. As soon as Queenan dies, it just... Everybody no, goes, it's just, yeah. it, it, The movie definitely goes up a notch. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a lull there in the middle when, um, you know... Leo's moving up the ranks, and you know, I mean, Matt Damon's dating yeah. the, you know, the 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 therapist, and I don't know. Like, there, I, I do feel are, like there's significant moments there too, like when Leo sees French kill somebody for the first time, and then he yeah. went, goes and gets all the Valium from from the therapist. But you're right, it does lull a little bit in the middle, but the pacing, right, like you said, for the last bit is perfect. Uh, quick nitpick I want to ask you guys about. Um, what the hell are microprocessors? Microprocessors? <laughs> microprocessors. I don't know. <laughs> like, were, that kind of, I mean, it just, it kind of seemed like a cheesy sort of like, you know, gangster movie trope. Like, oh, he's got yeah, the, he's yeah. got these, you know, codes that are going to, you know, they're, I don't know. It's like, where the military war. It's like, like oh, where the fuck did these Irish guys get these they, codes? Exactly, like, where, how did Jack Nicholson <laughs> end up with these things? Yeah. And why is he selling them to Chinese people? My <laughs> favorite part about that, though, is after he fleeces the Chinese guys. And then Queen and, and uh, Dingman go to talk to uh, Jack because they, yeah. they right. caught him. He's like, yeah, I right. heard something about some Chinamen getting stopped with some outlets or some, yeah, some power like some outlets. Digital cameras or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but the, the, the funny thing about that, too, is when Baldwin is first bringing up the fact that they need to find the microprocessors, he goes, microprocessors. I don't know what they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you got to just look out for them. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I that that was a little a little thing for me. It's that, them overcomplicating it by them trying to undercomplicate. it. They could have easily made it a drug deal. That's what I thought it was the whole time until he pulls out a computer in the briefcase. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's there's a couple scenes that are a little bit weird in this movie. Um, one one it's, I, I, it's interesting. Who someone brought up the, the scene where um you know Wahlberg and uh, Martin Sheen go and talk to Jack Nicholson, yeah, yeah. and it's interesting. Like once you know that he's an informant. 
it's so, like that's what I mean about the fact that this movie just gets so much better every time you watch it because once you know certain things, it's not the kind of movie that like spoilers make it worse. It actually like it, it enhances it because like you look at that scene totally differently. Like if that's your first time watching it, you think, oh, they're just going to rattle his cage. But the fact that when you know, like you know, in hindsight, that he's an informant the whole time, yeah, it it, it changes. Like it's like, oh, that's you know, like they probably like Martin Sheen probably knows. The Jack Nicholson is an informant. I don't. It, it they just... they do make it clear though, like throughout different points of the movie, that the FBI and the Boston Police Department are very much not working together. No, at yeah, all. no, yeah. Um, it, it it really is. It, it really is a great film. Um, you know, obviously it's not perfect. Uh, and and it's interesting that we've done a couple Scorsese movies now. You you see some of the same, you know, movie technique filmmaking techniques. You know, as a throughway, right? Like the yeah. quick cuts. You know, like so, when someone's talking about like a picture, and then it'll just cut to that picture that they're actually talking about, right? Like it's just like little things that j- to just break things up. There's, you know, there's slow mos, and then there's quick stuff going on, right? And like all these different elements. And um, there's, you know, a, that's... there's that interesting shot uh, early on in the movie where Matt Damon first walks up to the police department after uh, transitions from him actually becoming a in the special unit, and then him going in where the camera it goes black except around just matt damon's character and then it opens up to the the entire force and it's kind of like him uh being on his own throughout the you know in the whole force he's different than everybody else yeah exactly um and you know that's that speaks to the genius of scorsese the yeah. soundtrack as well oh the yes, soundtrack, was the soundtrack. Yeah, was it, i mean and, and it is he is like he's obsessed with the stones we all know that yeah. uh but it doesn't matter he'll use no, the it same was incredible ten, yeah. it was incredible yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just it, it helps so much i get so pumped every time the shipping off to boston intro starts when when leo goes to jail opens the door what yeah what is it uh willie billy 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 uh, it's a great then, name uh, too, by the way. And then comfortably numb for the scene with uh, mm-hmm. with Leo when he shows up at the uh, at the psychiatrist's house. Oh, it's so perfect. So who who's the MVP of this movie for you guys? Because there's a lot of of, of names you talked about. For, for me, me, it's Leo. For me, it was Nicholson. I know. That, I I just loved him so much. I don't know. I I thought he was amazing. I thought he outperformed everyone else. I also think it's Leo. I I agree with you. I mean, he's just. It's it's one of his iconic roles, even though he doesn't get as much. They don't think about this role a lot when they when they think about it because it's between him and Damon. I mean, the chemistry between him and Damon, even though they only have what one or two scenes together, is kind of what drives this movie. Uh, but yeah, the MVP for me is Leo. I'm gonna go with uh, I love Leo, but I'm gonna go with Matt Damon simply because he's he's playing this character most of the time. He's the cop, right? But at the same time, he's such a hateable bastard. You know, like throughout the show, your hate for this guy or just your discontent in this guy just grows and grows and grows. And I think that's just masterful acting on his behalf. And he doesn't try to be likable at all. Not at all. But you can just read. Well, you can read through it. He's a fake. Yeah. He's got a facade. Everything that he does is fake. Exactly. Um, So just quickly, we kind of forgot to go this, but I'll I'll go through it quickly. This movie uh, was it cost $90 million to make $90 million budget. It made. um, Let's see here. 132 million domestically worldwide and made 289 million at the box office. So this movie did really well at the time. I don't know if it's held up as well as some other movies. Like I, I, I. It's interesting you said that you know this is sort of a performance that Leo doesn't get enough credit for. I feel like this movie has been lost in time a little bit. Um, I mean, you know, it's on it's on TV sometimes, and it's on uh, you know, like you'll, if you're on an airplane or it's, something like it's that. It's been more forgotten compared to a lot of Scorsese it, movies. It hasn't lived on the way that Goodfellas or Wolf of Wall Street has. 
But uh, in the moment, I think it was it was really really well appreciated, and it won Best Picture at the Oscars. So um, I'll be honest, it won like five Oscars. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I, I got to be honest. Up. This is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie. I know that's a little bit controversial I, to say. I really like this movie too, yeah. and it grows on me every single time yeah. I watch it. It's just it's it's just it's, it's it moves. It's it's entertaining. It's, it's themes that I can I I really like. It's the theme of the whole movie is just really resonates with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the categories. We got a uh, two. We got best scene, and then we got Danny Green. Please stop shooting award for something that you didn't like. <laughs> um, all right. So best scene. I got a couple candidates here, and feel free to jump in and add and you know disagree. So the first one I got is the recruitment scene with Keenan and Dignam, where they're getting Leo to join the force. Just a great, uh, you know, three man scene. Some really good dialogue. Uh, he's got that great line where Leo has that quote. He goes, "Who who said that Hawthorne?" <laughs> What's the matter, Ivy League? You never seen Shakespeare? You ever read Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah, <or something>? Shakespeare. <laughs> um, it's just it, it's snappy dialogue, good performances. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I got Billy. Let's see. I got Billy orders cranberry juice and then beats the guy Love. up. Cranberry juice. It's a natural diuretic. My girlfriend drinks it when she's got a period. What do you get? Your period. That's, that's a so good scene, much. man. And that's not a guy you can't hit, but it's almost a guy you can't hit. And I think hit. it's important that and and the scene in in the in the the corner store where he beats up yeah, the two gangsters. I love like, that one too. Those are important because they they establish that like wow, okay, like this like Billy Costigan, you don't want to fuck with this guy. Like yeah. he he's fearless. he's a loose cannon. Well, he's fearless, yeah. right? Like he he has nothing to lose. When, right? yeah. when, um, he's, at, when he's at the psychiatrist office, he says, "Your heart race is bumping, but my hand." steady yeah I found that so myself in prison and 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 i think that those scenes are important to establish that because you know uh obviously he's he, internally he's going crazy as the movie goes he goes deeper deeper into this undercover you know thing and he, mm -hmm. he works his way up up the gang he, internally you could see he's going crazy but like he never lets it show and he yeah. never lets it slip his hand is steady yeah exactly so i have that uh and then leading into um when he gets his arm broken by costello another just great scene there mm -hmm. uh it's it's tough to watch man that when he when they break that cast like mm. you feel that every time it's just it, it, it's one of those things you where get, it's, you get to hear co-op like 18 times in that scene yeah <laughs> are you a co-op are you a co-op are you a, a co-op <laughs> um i also have best scene okay i have uh damon pretends to be the guy's lawyer to get uh him to tip off costello yeah that's that was, Martin that was mentioned my that favorite one. for sure um i when, like Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say the the scene where uh, Jack Nicholson meets up with Matt Damon uh, in the porno theater, and then after that, Damon walks out the back alley I, and you get. To I love that, I have that scene. Too. I have yeah. that too. But I, I I noticed one thing that I didn't like. I thought the cut was a bit lazy with the camera there, and I know you guys said there's a lot of good cuts because as soon as Damon leaves, and DiCaprio it slows down and shakes. And, no, well, Damon gets up. Leo yeah. notices that. And then the next cut is Damon's already out the door. Out the door, yeah. And it's kind of, well, like, it just kind of seemed unreal. Like, I get, like, they had to have that distance for him because Leo wasn't going to catch Damon in the end. But I, I felt like that could have been done a bit better. That was the one, like, camera cut that where yeah. I thought that was lazily done well, in that. It's funny that you bring it up because that scene is kind of different from the rest of them. And it's the only scene where really he kind of takes that Hong Kong movie influence. Because especially, like, in that scene when uh, Leo's walking up behind Matt and you see... Uh, the camera kind of shakes and slows down, and he turns around. That's kind of that Hong Kong oh, okay. style of film, like that kind of like quick cut, but then like the slow, like reactive shots. And that's kind of the only time you see that. Well, it's tying the, the emotion okay. with the camera work. Right. You should you should watch the Internal Affairs. It's a very different movie to to The Departed, but it's 
it's it's the similar similar themes but very different we should do it episode 105 yeah when we get there <laughs> we're just doing asian cinema yeah we're now. just gonna do some some samurai last films. episode is hard boiled now we got internal <laughs> affairs um all right i got a couple more scenes that i wanted to throw by speaking of the chinese uh the scene when he with the deal with the chinese that's a that's a that's a great scene i'm concerned about a chinaman who thinks it's wise to come to a business transaction with automatic weapons. For his own good, tell Bruce Lee and the Karate Lee kids none of us are carrying automatic weapons. Because here, in this country, it don't add inches to your dick. What we generally do in this country is one guy brings the items and the other guy pays him. No ticky, no laundry. This country. In this, yeah, yeah. But the whole thing with like Leo is keeps his phone on, you know, and and, and that's how Damon knows there's a rat there. And like on the flip side, Leo yeah. knows that there's a rat in the police department yeah. because somebody told them not to turn their phones on. Um, I love. It's, it's just a great like. I, I love that. Scene. The no theme. No laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about Jack Nicholson's subtle racism and how it works so not well subtle. in them. <laughs> not, yeah. not there, there are a couple lines in this that, that haven't aged super well. Yeah. But, but see, the, the thing is, I mean, when, 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 when you talk about movies that like, are from a certain era, and especially movies that are depicting certain things, like just because there's profanities in the film – yeah. I feel like now in in 2021 we've gotten so careful about everything that like like I mean a, realistically a, a a Irish gangster yes. in the early 2000s is going to be racist. It's going to be yes, racist. Of like course. if that's the character that's in it, the movie, it had to be like that. And I I I hate to say that I love the racism in the movie, but like but it's authentic. It's, it's authentic. Genuine yes. Yes. Yeah, like, like these genuine. are not good people in this movie. These are bad of course. people. Yeah. You know. So he walks away smiling and says, "No one cried over spilled guineas." And you're like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> Another thing I love the theme of this whole movie is how both times, every scene, you see it from both perspectives, right? The cop's perspective and the criminal's perspective. Right. And like you mentioned, the phone, when um, Damon knows that that's when he finds out there's a rat amongst those 10 guys. But at the same time, DiCaprio figures out that the rat is, you know, there doing the surveillance on them right now. Right. So, like, and th that's another thing, like, da that scene that I loved uh, when Damon pretends to be the guy's lawyer, how he does it, like... He does it so that he helps the guy, he helps the criminals, but he also kind of helps the cops because, like, that he has something to give them. It's like, dial this last number. Yeah. This is the guy. Right. And it's like how he did it for both sides, how he helped both sides. And that, that was a really good theme in the movie. Then I really love that. Just to stick on that for a moment, another thing that Scorsese does very well in this movie is making uh, certain items feel very uh, significant. Like the citizen's envelope is a very significant. Mm -hmm. I was going to yes, get there. That's, yes. Yep. The, yeah. It, the, the phone the, is very significant. The citizen's envelope is the whole crux of the whole movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the whole thing comes down to, to that envelope because that's how Leo finds out in the end. Um, okay. So just a couple more scenes here. Uh, I have the uh, yeah the porn scene we mentioned. Um, I have uh, the scene when Keenan gets killed, gets thrown off the roof. Yeah, just a great yeah five minutes and sequence there. And that spurt up there, it's, it's very over the top. And but then, the spurt when he falls. Oh, is, the blood! Is, but, yeah. then, but then the guy yeah. who gets shot knows that Leo is the rat. That's and then, great. And then, and then he dies, dies that's right like, before. So that's like yeah. leading right after that. And then I have um, when they kill Jack Nicholson. 
that's a that's another great scene. And then the very end when Leo sees the envelope, um, and uh, realizes that Damon is the guy. Yeah. And then it, leading into that part where he meets up with Damon, and then Anthony Anderson shows up for some reason, and Leo dies, and then Anthony Anderson dies, and then the yeah. other guy like. That's just it, it, the, the last forty minutes to me are just so fucking good. Yeah. Um. So so that's what I had. We can vote. Um. I don't know. What do you? What, what do you? Did I miss anything? What do you guys? What was your favorite scene? No, I think you're good. I mean, the one that I always go back to, like I said before, the ship. Just because the the Irish themes of the movie, the shipping off to Boston, that song is playing in the, in the start. But man, uh, yeah, the the scene where comfortably numb plays. I mean, that's very like uh, very emotional scene. Like it's uh, mm-hmm. it really really is very impactful yeah what about you kurt i want to touch on a couple of them the first one you mentioned there where leo's first brought in by queen and indigman mm-hmm. i think you can extend that i think it's important to extend that to when damon's in there too because that's like it's from the very beginning you see the differences right you know they're tough on damon when he goes in there but at the same time they're saying hey you're gonna get you know promoted you're gonna have this great start to your career and then Leo comes in and they're saying, like, you're not a cop. You're not a cop. You're not a cop. You're not, you know, you're not going to be anything. They just, like, attacked him. And not viciously. only that, even even the secretary, when Matt Damon comes out, she's, like, flirting with over, him. flirting with him, and then she leans back and says, you can go in now. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Uh, we go then to the cranberry juice. I love how he glasses, like, he smashes the dude over the head with the glass for saying, are you on your period? And then at the end, French is like, cranberry juice. Are you on your period? <laughs> like, he literally says what the exact it? same thing. <laughs> what is it, your period? Yeah. And then finally... <laughs> I still say that all the time. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Uh, that last scene, it's so simple, it's so small, but it's perfect. With the view of the cathedral and the rat running on the banister. Yeah. And then it closes. I personally think the rat is a little too much. Like it's it's, it's a little spoon. It's on the spoon nose. Fed. Yeah. You know? It's on the nose. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think it, it just was a choice. Tied the bow. I I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't like that scene. There's, I don't know. There's I, a lot of people. I, online people hate that. Scene. Yeah, they, I know. The rat thing they hate. I, I know. I guess like, I'm why one... is it needed? We all get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I I I thought that last scene like. Here's a question. I guess this will kind of go to the Danny Green. This is my stop shooting moment. <laughs> They didn't need to make. They didn't need to take that. La- Danny Green did not need to take that last shot in my opinion. <laughs> like that movie could have ended with Matt Damon um, being the winner, being the winner, and you know, and actually being a half decent person by like recognizing what DiCaprio did and uh, he was uh, recommending him for the award and everything. What uh, does anybody see, disagree that the I movie do. could have ended there? I think Damon has to die because yeah. like because just weird the whole time you're pulling for Leo and like Damon's not a likable character in this film. He's not, but it's a good performance. I, I really do like his performance, but his character. But why does it so- always have to be a good ending? Like why does uh, the, why does the bad guy always have to die? You I, know what I mean? I like, don't know. I just, I just, that's how it is in real life. The rats are usually wrong. Walking around and the real ones are dead in the dirt, man. Yeah. Like that's how it goes, right? Not only that, I mean, I agree that the 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 good guy doesn't definitely have to win every time, but I think that Matt Damon's character, the the end arc, the end of that arc has to be him getting comeuppance for what he's done. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. What what's your favorite scene, Martin? Oh, I I said it is the it was the when Damon was acting to be his lawyer. Oh, lawyer I, I love that scene from top to bottom, man. That was so good. For me, it's it's the from when I think it's the last scene from when Leo sees the envelope and then they have the meeting on the rooftop and then uh, leading into Leo's death and then the whole da- Damon kills the other three guys. So it's just it, you're just like that what really the what scene. the fuck yeah. just happened? It's just curveball after curveball. So 
uh, that's that's my favorite scene. But there's a bunch of them, and I I also wanted to quickly the honorable mention was uh, that the the scene that we were talking about earlier. Um, Leo with a therapist when he goes crazy asking yeah. for the drug. That's a really good acting performance in that. So, mm-hmm. um, man, yeah, lots of great moments in this film. Uh, Danny Green, please stop shooting. What do you got? Uh, not necessarily please stop shooting, but there's only one character in this movie who I really despise, and it's not the character itself. It's who's playing him, and I don't understand what he adds to the movie at all. He adds nothing, but it's Queenan. Martin Sheen's character for Interesting. me for me is 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 bad. I feel like his performance falls flat as really, well. Really, really, really flat. Like he like there's no kind of there's no subtle to subtlety to what he's doing, and there's not even he's not even trying to really go for anything. He's focusing on the accent, and that's really all he's got. He's kind of just like a nice dad character. Other than that, yeah, and he doesn't really add any kind of evil undertones, which is kind of what that character needs. That's interesting. I didn't see that. I, I like this performance, but yeah. Martin's just zigging today with everybody zagging. <laughs> yeah, I am, but no, that, that is a good point that he Martin. didn't add as much as he could have in the movie. Martin's a rat. Are you quad? <laughs> you quad? Are you quad? Uh, Kurt, what about you? Please stop shooting. Uh, I Actually, I'm kind of the opposite. I wish there was some more shooting. I, w- I wish we could have seen a little bit of Marky Mark after he disappeared. Interesting. Because, okay. you know, he just, you know, appears in some beautiful, you know, Sweatsuit shooting people in the head at the end of the movie. Like, That's why I thought it was cheap. That's a great, really good point because he I, just goes away. You think he's done. And exactly. Then... So, so both you guys are the ending, basically. Well, no, it's not that I don't like the ending. I love the ending. Like I, I think that's how it should have ended. But give me some, give me some context. Give me Dingman like discovering he's the rat and going that fucker. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yes, yeah, right? I agree. That scene could have just—I just felt like it was plopped on at the end. Like yeah. you go back to the end of a project when you forget something and add one more thing, and well, you just plop it. He, That's how he, I felt. It he just—he plays the Grim Reaper. He pay, it, it doesn't have to be a reason for him to do what he's doing. He's the character that's chosen to to give Matt Damon his his absolute finish. For me. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Jack Nicholson because I just I don't love his performance. Um, I will say Mark Wahlberg, I spent the whole time watching this trying to decide if I love him or I can't stand him in this. And I think I came to the conclusion that I really like his performance. Um, like, if this was a basketball game, he would be like LaMelo Ball, you know? Like, he's he's coming in. He's, he's really good, but he's frustrating. He, he's, he's, yeah, like he's jacking up like three bad shots, you know, 20 points, a couple assists. A great pass that makes you go, whoa, what the fuck? And then, like, he fucks up a bunch of times, too. So, um, well, I know it's an interesting thing. Last comment for me, just like a question to you guys. The last scene where Damon's walking to his apartment and he comes across the old ladies and they almost shun him. Like, they act as if yeah. they don't want anything to do with this guy. Where does that come from? Is that Scorsese kind of alluding that the world's against this guy? That's what I thought. That's what I got. You know, like, where's that coming from? Also, that was interesting to me. Also goes back to the thing that Baldwin was talking about, like, when you have a ring on your finger, you're married or whatever. It could be now that he's single in his house again and he's going through all this shit. For me, you know what know. it symbolizes? At the beginning of the movie, you guys said, like, when he, when he's in, in the interview with um, Walbrick and Martin Sheen, how, like, everyone's flirting with him and everyone's kind of being shitty to DiCaprio. And now it almost, like, now everyone's kind of being, being shitty to Damon after all the shit he did. That's Because at the, at the beginning, Damon has it made. Like, everybody's nice to He has so much potential as a yeah. cop. Like, everybody views this guy as, like... You know, hot shit in the in the police station, and now after you know he's the rat. It's like those ladies don't fucking know what's going on, but it's just kind of that vibe. They can sense that. Yes, shit. yes, exactly. That's how what I. That's how I. I, understood I never that. picked up on that, but I, I think you guys are right. Wow. Well, 
I, I, if, if we're closing up, I do have one last question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, okay, the the film that it's based on is called Internal Affairs, and that kind of makes sense because it's Internal Affairs of the Police Department and blah, blah, blah. But when Martin Scorsese readapted it and brought it over to North America, he called it The Departed. I want to know why you guys think it's called The Departed. Well, for me, I mean, um, Matt Damon does have the line yeah. uh, at one point during the, the police meeting. Yeah, he goes, uh, what, what, what was his name, The Departed? And I think... Miles Kennefer. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I think the whole point is, uh, well, I mean, number one, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, too. I, I just kind of think that it's symbolic of the fact that, you know, cops and criminals, they all kill each other, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, that's that's at least what I, I know. That's that's not exactly it's also, the, not the deepest answer I got, but that's kind of what. It's uh, also Billy is kind of trying to follow in his uncle's footsteps, and he's another guy who's dead. So kind of like the people who were exactly. dead are all driving the plot. Exactly. Yeah, I never thought of it. And as, it also sounds great with a Boston accent. The departed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, boys, I think we uh, I think we put a bow on that one nicely. Got to everything we want to talk about. Agreed. Um, we will be back with more episodes of the Film Sessions Podcast with lots of movie talk. We'll see you next time.